Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Abe Safa with Contact Junkie. Um, hope you're having a good week. I've got today on this video call Greg Harrelson, Century 21, Myrtle Beach. Uh, today we're going to have a conversation about leads. Um, one of the biggest complaints I get from people is, man, my lead sources aren't good. Uh, these leads aren't, aren't as good as they should be. Um, and that, that's really what people mostly complain about is the quality of leads. So today we're going to talk about why leads are not the issue. It's what you do with those leads that, that is the issue. So mm -hmm. Greg, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. This is a great conversation to be having. Um, and it just reminds me of conversations, um, heated conversations that I would have as a, as a, as a leader and a coach of my company and the agents who are receiving the leads. Especially like, when it's buying leads, right? <laughs> yes, right. yes. especially when I'm the one paying for the leads. <laughs> right. And all of a sudden, they're telling me all the leads that I'm paying for stink. Right. And uh, there was a little bit of conflict, but I think we actually got through that. And uh, there was significant, a few significant uh, action items that we put in place that um, I think made everyone get on the same page and start understanding that it wasn't the, the leads were not the problem. So okay. this is a good, good conversation. Well, perfect. So let me start off by the, the most important question, first of all. Okay. Um, and then let's, let's get this out for transparency, right? Not all leads are equal. You do agree, yes. right? Okay, yeah, so I agree. There uh -huh. are different levels of quality when it comes to leads. Yes. Okay, right. So I want to make sure that people don't think or misunderstand this and say, okay, every single lead is great and every single one is, they're all equal. They're not equal. So you've got different quality leads. Some are going to be better than others. But what we're going to focus on is no matter what the quality is, um, it's not the actual lead that's the problem. It's what we're doing with those leads and how much time it takes to actually nurture those leads. Yes. When we think that every single one is an instant ready to buy now, um, uh, that's, that's pretty much what, what the conversation is going to be about. So, yeah. Let, can I add to that? Because, yeah, yeah. um, I, I think, I know you and I are thinking uh, we're on the same page and I might say it a little bit different though. Okay. Um, I would agree that all leads are not equal. Okay. But the only reason they're not equal has to do more with where they are in the buying cycle, more so than whether or not they have an interest in buying or selling. So like what's happened that I think they're all equal, but I think why we sometimes feel like they're not equal, they're not equal is because of how long we have to relate to them and be in relation with them before a transaction occurs. Gotcha. So let's just assume for a moment that we didn't judge a lead to be quality versus non-quality based on quality is ready, they're already pre-qualified and ready to write a contract tomorrow. And something that's a lesser quality is somebody that has a really good interest of buying and they're not gonna be buying for 60 days versus somebody that's gonna be buying in 90 days versus somebody that's gonna be buying in 18 months. You see, it's the time that we have to spend with somebody that we as agents are judging quality versus not quality. And I think that's a big mistake. Because if somebody is going to be seven months down the road and we, we subconsciously label that as not being of much quality, then that's going to affect or impact the approach that we take on working that lead and nurturing that lead. 
And because we say, oh, they're nine months out, low quality, then our nurture is low quality and we get exactly what we think we're going to get, which is low conversion. That's, that's a great point. And you articulated that really well. So, so maybe, okay, so maybe instead of talking about better and worse, maybe we should change our terminology to closer and further from purchasing or selling. That's surely what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's exactly. a very good way to, to, to describe what I just said. Okay. So they're all going to be interested. It's just where are they in the process of, of, of buying or selling? Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know I've said this story in, 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 uh, you know, many times, or I've at least used this as an example. When I first got in the business 25 years ago, you know, the, the sign call was the, best, was the best lead because usually that meant they were already, they rode by the sign. Mm -hmm. So they saw the property, they saw the community, they saw the area. Great lead. But now, I mean, before somebody ever rides by a sign, They've actually seen this thing on the internet multiple times. Right. They've saved it in their searches and looked at it and compared it. And they did Google Earth to see where the schools are and all these other things. You know? And they do that, though, um, you know, when they're still living in the town that they're going to be moving from. Right. So in other words, they start doing their research a lot earlier in the, in the buying stage. And therefore, the benefit of, 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 of the internet world that we live in is we're able to capture them early on. The challenge is, is what the heck do we do, do with them when we capture them that early? You know, how do we keep their attention and how do we keep our focus to actually continue to engage with them throughout those many months that it takes? So, so how do you explain? Okay, so we're going to change our terminology to closer and further. But how do you explain okay. when, when an agent gets a lead? and they don't get the results that they were expecting from that lead and all of a sudden think it's worthless. Is it besides the, the closeness to when they're ready to purchase or, or sell, what about the ability to get a response from that lead? How, do, how does that play in, into the fact? So, the, so obviously the closer they are to purchase, the, probably the more responsive they're going to be. Is that, is that well, fair to say? Or maybe not? Well, I don't know if it's fair to say. Um, okay. So I think the closer they are to the purchase, um, I think in order to get a response, so the closer they are to the purchase, they're actually, that, that lead is signing up for multiple websites. They're saying, I want information on this. I want information on this. I want information on this. Mm -hmm. So the challenge with the ones that are like ready to buy today, they're also getting bombarded with, the, with, with way many more agents than they would be if they're actually looking to buy a year from today, then they may initially get some calls. But as soon as a few agents, you know, realize that they're, you know, that they're, they're down the road buyers, then they stop calling them, stop nurturing them. So there's really not a lot of competition on the ones that are a little bit more out, really big competition, strong competition for the ones that are ready to go today. So I think not only is it how many attempts that you can make, it really becomes who can win the race to get into conversations with them first? So gotcha. that's going to be something about number of attempts, but that's going to mean number of attempts in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. So it's a combination. It's like it's a, it's a race. It's, it's a sprint to see who can get to them first. That's going to require multiple attempts over a short period of time versus multiple attempts over two weeks. No, forget that. Like, like, you know, 12 attempts in two weeks will, will be better than what most people do. But 
12 attempts within the first 72 hours, that's going to win the business. Gotcha. So, so if I'm looking at a, at a, at a, at a chart, right, or, or a timeline here, the, the closer they are to purchase or sell is over here, the further they are here. As you get closer to the ones that are ready to purchase now, um, they've raised their hand and the amount of attention that they've gotten by raising their hand increases a lot. So at that yes. point, the number of attempts necessary to reach them have to be condensed in a shorter period of time. It's almost got to be a blast, right? Yes. And then the yeah. people on this end of the, of the spectrum, right, the ones that aren't, they kind of raise their hand, but they're really like what agents would say not interested, which just means they're not ready. Those require a certain number of attempts as well, but over a longer period of time. Yes. Right. So these people, it's still going to require a lot of attempts and attention, but it's got to be spread out over time. It's going to be more of a nurture. It's going to be a, whenever you're ready, we're here. And here's some things that can help you along the line until you're ready. Right. So yes. in either case, it's taken a lot of attempts for either one of the leads to be able to get their business nowadays. Is that correct? Yes. I think the number of attempts is it's, it's a lot of attempts either way. Right. It's just a matter of where you, you know, do you squeeze those attempts in a 72 hour period of time or a three month period of time or a 12 month period of time. Right. And then the ones that are in that 12 month period of time, they eventually become somebody that's more immediate. And then you'll end up uh, turning up the attempts and the conversations you have on them. You'll throttle those up as they start moving closer to the buying phase. So there's the, there, there, there's the dreaming phase. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I, so I used to say there's the, there's the dreaming phase and then there's the buying phase. Okay. Now I think there's a dreaming phase. There's an exploratory phase. Mm -hmm. There's a buying phase. So there's three phases. Right. Dreaming is just like, Oh gosh, I would love to own a, you know, a second home. And they're looking in Florida and they're looking in South Carolina. They're looking in Georgia. They're looking, you know, at California, all these places for, for, with beach homes and beach condos. That's the dreaming phase. You know, then you got the exploratory phase that after they've dreamt and all of a sudden they're like, you know what? I really think Myrtle beach is a little bit more in our budget. And then they start narrowing their search and they're questioning down to properties that are in Myrtle beach. And then they find out all this information and then eventually they start looking at, okay, mortgage companies and things like that. That's when they're starting to move into the buying phase. Right. So you can see that depending on what phase they're in or stage they're in will determine what type of communication and how frequent that communication needs to be. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, I think most, most everybody out there listening to this already knows that we're both in the business as real estate agents and we generate... Because uh, I get a lot of questions, you know, in selling Contact Junkie and using this, like, well, you use Contact Junkie, Real Geeks, and Infusionsoft, and a lot of people get confused. Yes. And, and it's because of the three different stages, right? So, I mean, we, we obviously, as a company, we use all three, Yeah. right? So, we've got the people that are in the, not necessarily the dreaming stage, but the people that are further down the line to purchase. I mean, that's what Infusionsoft is being used for, mm -hmm. right? It's that's a long, right. It's a long term, a lot of messages, but spread out over a long period of time just to kind of keep their attention um, until they're ready, right? Mm -hmm. And then Real Geeks is somewhere in the middle, right? So when they're in exploratory, and that's kind of like um, it's used as a CRM, but it's also used for communication for those people that are, that are somewhere in the middle. And then Contact Junkie is for a blast to hit them and get their attention right now. Yeah. You know, so so that's, you know, that's the reason like we use three different systems um, and it works really well for us.
Yeah. I never thought about that, about the, the three different systems, but you're, mm -hmm. you're spot on. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That so, really I mean, it, it helps, it helps to use all three. And again, yeah. all three are great systems. You know, you can't, you can't say bad about any one of them. Yeah. Um, so what, what would you suggest people do? Um, you know, besides using three different systems, like what recommendation would you give people when it comes to number one mindset, right? Cause you're a master at that. So when it comes to leads, like what, what should be going through someone's mind every time a new lead comes in? I, I think the first thing that we, we need to understand is most leads today are not being generated based on some type of forced sign up. In other words, like if you're getting a Zillow lead, there's no forced sign up, right? They can, they can search freely and whenever they want additional information to talk to an agent, they hit a button that says, have an agent contact me or contact me. They're hitting a button that reads, contact me or contact agent. So you got to understand that majority of the leads that you're generating right now, they're expecting a call. So to me, that is a filter. That is a filter that says that we need to understand that if somebody like you yourself, uh, not you, Abe, the audience, you know, if you think about it, if you hit a button on Zillow that says contact me, you know you are going to get emails and calls from multiple agents. We all know that. So the only time that you're going to hit that button or the likelihood that you're going to have a genuine interest in having a conversation about buying or selling a piece of property is way more likely nowadays than it ever has been before because the secret's out. We're not like fooling people. We're not capturing leads through methods where the people don't know upfront that they're being captured and they're going to be nurtured and they're going to be called and they're going to be called multiple times. So I think from a mindset standpoint, we need to get over the fact that online leads are no good and those types of conversations, or even the fact that we got a lead and, and we tried to call them and they didn't pick up the phone when we called them. Well, heck, I bet you if I call you and my phone is not in your, in, my phone number's not saved in your phone, you're not going to take a call from me. If you don't memorize the person's telephone number or they're not saved in your phone, you're not, you don't take a call. Why do we expect the people, these online leads, these buyer leads, sell leads, they're just human beings like us. Just like we don't take calls from strangers, they don't take calls from strangers. And most of those people don't have our number saved in their phone. So let's, let's not make the fact that they're not answering when we first call mean that they're anything but a fantastic lead. The lead that hits the button says, contact me, but doesn't answer when you call didn't change the fact that when they hit the button, contact me, that they actually knew you were going to call. And it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to hit contact me. Then I'm not going to take their call because they're hitting contact me because they want to ask us a question. So they want us to call them, but they don't know that we're calling them until after we've left some messages and whatnot. The challenge is, is then there's three or four more people that called them and it's the luck of the draw as to who gets it that, that, you know, too, so often. But I just want to put everyone in the mindset that these are fantastic opportunities, but just like anything, it's a numbers game. Right. And if you're going to win at the numbers game, and it's only a numbers game, if you're going to win at the numbers game, then you have to play the numbers game. 
you have to make sure that you make enough attempts to get these people on the phone. But it all starts with the mindset. They are raising their hand. Before, we used to capture leads and they had no idea they were going to get bombarded by a real estate agent. Now they all know they're going to get bombarded by a real estate agent and they're still raising their hand. They're still raising their hand. So you're not bothering them. So get rid of the mindset no. that, that you're bothering them, that they're not interested. They're interested. Otherwise, That's right. They would have never clicked that button. Yeah. No. And, and also I'll add on, and when you do, and, and when you're making multiple attempts and they're still not picking up the phone, consider that you're still not bothering them. Exactly. You're, just, you're just not hitting them at the time that they're able to take the call. Just like you, you play phone tags and you know, we always play phone tags, phone tag with people where we're going back and forth and it takes a little bit of time. It's nothing different. So don't give up on these people because they're not responding. They could be on vacation. They could be at work. They could be on the other phone. They could have a ton of stuff that they have on their to-do list that they're just fall, falling behind on. And they just keep saying, I want to call you back, but they, but they never do. Just, you got to stick with them. Absolutely. So, so getting away from the mindset that, that they're not interested because they are, and then yeah. getting rid of the mindset that, that multiple attempts to try to reach them is not a bad thing. Yes. That also in itself is not bothering. And that's, that's actually right. what it takes nowadays because yeah, like you said, they're busy. The yeah. first couple of calls, they don't even know who you are. So they're not picking up. And then the next couple could be, they were just busy when you try calling them. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so in the dreaming phase, they're interested mm -hmm. in the exploratory phase, they're interested. And in the buying phase, they're interested. These leads are interested. It's just, again, it comes back down to what phase are they in that will determine how long it goes from being interested to them taking action. You know, and I think this is what we've got to accept. And we have got to accept that that's, this is not going away. I mean, there's going to be in the future, there's going to be lead companies, mark my word. There will be lead companies that will be generating leads for us. Like, let's just say this. Now, this is, this is probably way out there. I wouldn't doubt if we see, see Home Depot get into the lead business at some point. Yeah. But Home Depot would be getting, it could, could become a lead company when they start to identify this person actually just bought a new set of cabinets. Because somebody who's buying a new set of cabinets is looking at re refurbing a kitchen. So if somebody's refurbing a kitchen and they're doing this, then that might mean one plus one equals two. That might mean when they do this and this, that their likelihood to be a seller. So in other words, like there'll be a time in the future because lead companies have to keep evolving. There'll be a time in the future that, that companies will be making predictions based on their buying habits that will trigger a lead notification. So what, what phase is that going to be? That's not the dreaming phase. That's in the, the consumer doesn't even know that, they're, that they're, the probability of them doing something has increased. We will eventually get leads based on that. No, no, what are no. we going to do there? If we can't handle this now, how are we going to handle that? So the best thing is to accept what's going on, the shifts that are happening, and adopt the proper systems to be able to, to uh, handle it. And, and a proper conversation. So you've got to be able to decipher when you get them on the phone, okay, where they are in the process and not get, you know, not, not get discouraged if they're not ready to purchase right now. 
So we're identifying yes. leads earlier and earlier and earlier. Well, there's data companies right now that are processing hundreds, if not thousands of different data points to try to determine if someone is going to be a seller at some mm -hmm. point. Okay, yeah. if they just file for a divorce, that's going to trigger something. If their kid just graduated high school, it's going to trigger something. If yes. they make a purchase at Home Depot. So all these different data points are being put together and, and there's a race out there to figure out that perfect algorithm, right? To determine when a seller is going to be a seller, mm -hmm. right? So as an, as an agent, we've got to get smarter and also identifying once we get them on the phone where they are in the process and be okay with it. And don't classify them as a bad lead if they're not ready to purchase or, or sell today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We've got to be able to nurture them. We've right. got to be, we, 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 we have to be able to be in relationship for a longer period of time. We have to be able to be in relationship in every one of those phases. So when we, we don't need to try to take the dreamers and, 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 and pressure them to become explorers. And we don't have to take the explorers and pressure, pressure them to be buyers. Mm -hmm. They are going to go through those phases naturally. So the better we can be at, at, at honoring where they are and communicating value, which is different values in each one of those stages or phases, that's where we win them over. No question. Yeah. That's when we win. Especially when you capture them early, because those are going to be more loyal than the ones that are ready at the end, because they're going to get yes. flocked with agents at that point, and it'll be yeah. easy for them. Okay, yeah, still, yeah. at the end of the day, it still comes down to getting people on the phone, right? Yes. And, and that's where Contact Junkie comes back in. At mm -hmm. the end of the day, you've got to make enough attempts to get someone on the phone, and the sooner you get them on the phone, the sooner you identify where they're going to be in that process, the better off you're going to be as an agent. Yes, 100%. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're using in our office is contact junkie and other methods. But it all comes down to, you know, especially if they're in the buying phase. Um, and when we get the initial call, the first call, we don't really know what phase that they're in. But typically, right. when we get somebody that's hitting contact agent, they're a little bit closer to the buying phase. Right. Okay, if they're not in the buying phase, they're, um, they're, they're about ready to leave the exploratory phase and get into the buying phase. Right. Okay. So those are the ones when you get that notification that this is why we're using contact junkie or, or, and, and what you built is when we get that lead and we can't get them on the phone through our initial call or call back within say one to two minutes, then we'll drop them into contact junkie and let contact junkie hit them maybe, um, you know, 10, 15, 10, 12, 13 times. Um, at least attempts to contact them through automation over a period of two, no more than three days. So right. our chances of getting them on the phone increase dramatically instead of having maybe a 20 to 25% conversion from capture to contact, you know, this, this using this automation takes us from um, say 25% capture to contact to maybe 75% capture to contact. So now it's, it's like we're having an increase of almost 300% and the number of people we're talking to that we've actually already captured. And so if we can actually, you know, increase it by three times, how many people we're talking to, then we're going to increase our business. We're just, we're going to find more dreamers. We're going to find more explorers mm -hmm. and we're going to find more buyers just through that process alone. And that's, that's to me is critical because I'm seeing too many agents buy leads, but only 
actually in, end up engaging with 25% of the leads that they buy. We, we, that can't, that's not sustainable. You right. can't, you can't, out of 100 leads, you can't buy 100 leads and only talk to 25 of them. If you're going to buy 100, we need to be able to at least talk to 75% of them. If not, then you're paying for 75 and only getting 25. That's really all that's really happened. Because a lead with a name and an email and whatnot means nothing if you're not talking to them. Yeah, so you're, really so paying, you're paying four times as much as you think you're paying. Yeah. You're, only, you're yeah. only converting a quarter of them. Yeah. Yeah, so like, you know, if you take your leads, and just, this just dawned on me, if you, we need to calculate instead of what's my cost per lead, what's the cost per contact? Per contact, yeah. Yeah, because see what's happening, if you're paying for 100 leads but only contacting 25, your cost per contact is four times higher than the cost per lead. And but that's the, the, the real number. The lead companies don't want you thinking like this, though. Yeah, the lead companies <laughs> don't want that conversation to happen. No, no. Yeah. You know, because they, they want to just continue to deliver leads and they don't want to be associated with the fact that agents never get them on the phone. So the, there's the cost of the lead, but the cost of the contact is four times larger or at least three times more than the cost of the lead. So if we can keep our cost of the lead constant, keep it at whatever level it is, but increase the number of contacts, then our cost per contact goes down so much. And that's going to affect your ROI. No, no question, no question. And, and, and I use Contact Junkie and so do you and so does everybody yeah. else in the company pretty much uh, with new leads. And yeah. we're, we're, reaching, we're reaching over 70% of every single new lead. Mm -hmm. um, which is doing wonders. Now we still get the low hanging fruit, like the ones that are picking up the phone when you first call them. That's to me, that's the low hanging fruit. Everybody's going to get yeah. those. Yeah. But the other 75% that no one is getting, we're getting them. Yeah. You know, and, and if they're ready to purchase now, great. If not, they're going into a, a nurture program that we're going to be there for them down the road when they are ready. Yeah. Anybody can convert business. That's an easy yes. Right. It, you know, it's, it's the, it's the agents that'll, that play the long game. And, you know, when they don't get the low-hanging fruit, like everyone's going to get a portion of the low-hanging fruit. But the people that are getting a large, por large portion of all the other fruit, are the, those are the agents that are building big businesses for themselves. Right. They really are. Okay. All right. So Cool. So and, leads aren't the problem. <laughs> no, no, they never you know, have been. <laughs> it, it, it's more yeah. the opportunity comes from the shift in the mindset. Right. It, it, it's the perception, agents' perception of leads is more the problem than anything else. And when we change our attitude about the leads, we will then take a different approach and get a different result. Different result. So, but it starts with the first domino is a shift in your attitude and mindset about the lead. Once you do that, watch the dominoes fall more positively for you. Exactly. Yeah. Shift the mindset, make more attempts to reach them. Once you reach them, determine where they are in the process and be okay with that. Yes. Yeah, be okay no matter where they are in the process. Okay, great. Great. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for your time, Greg. Um, yep. You have a wonderful weekend. If you guys need anything out there, any questions, please feel free to reach out to either one of us. We'll be more than glad to help you. Have a All right. Sounds good. All right. Take care. Yep.